Will Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti step in and punish Jim Harbaugh and Michigan? He can, or will he just wait until the NCAA decides what to do? Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I am Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it. You know we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. These days, every new potential hire could feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Spygate gets a little bigger. We'll explain. And Dion, he checks in on Spygate. He was asked about the Michigan situation. Plus, we have our Big Ten Classics. You can stick around for those at the end. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. We're out there on audio and video first thing every morning. There's a possibility. That new Big Ten commissioner, Tony Petit, he's been on the job, what, 120, 140 days, something like that? He could intervene in the Jim Harbaugh, Michigan Spygate controversy. I'll lay out what he can do and what he should do and what he'll probably do. But um, I don't think he's going to do anything at all ahead of the NCAA investigation. But first, here's the latest. If you had our podcast yesterday, uh, if you, in fact, you go back and check it out. Uh, it's on uh, on our YouTube channel here. And um, initial reports that we reported yesterday stated that Michigan analyst Connor Stallions bought tickets for 30 games at 11 Big Ten sites over three years with the purpose, allegedly, of stealing signs of future opposing teams. And that, of course, is against NCAA rules. Now, his purchases may include at least 35 games at 17 stadiums around the country. It appears the Stallions also purchased tickets at four schools outside of the Big Ten that were in the college football playoff contention or for teams playing the contenders. Michigan, as you know, was also a contender those years and did make it into the playoffs both seasons. Records show that Stallions purchased tickets for the 2021 and 2022 SEC title games on the secondary market. Refresh your memory in 2021, Alabama beat number one Georgia 41 to 24, but Georgia still made the playoffs. Michigan then lost to Georgia 34 to 11 in those playoffs. So the scouting really didn't work, did it? I don't know if they stole the signs or not. Meanwhile, in 2022, LSU beat Georgia 50 to 30. And in addition to yesterday's report that Stallions purchased tickets to 11 Big Ten venues, a 12th Big Ten school has since said that he bought a ticket there as well. So 12 of the other 13 conference schools are involved in this deal. The remaining school, which we don't have the name of, reportedly says they do not have the capacity to track secondary market ticket sales, so they don't know. I find that hard to believe in this day and age, but that's the case. One Big Ten source reportedly suggested that unless the NCAA does something to Michigan right now, that 
everything else is irrelevant. They want to punish now because they see what's happening. They're just going to keep going down the train. They're going to win this championship. And then somebody wants them to be punished right now. So that same person, that same source suggested that everyone is mad or frustrated with Michigan. I don't know about everybody, um, but they want to know what uh, the NCAA is going to do about it. But I don't know about everybody being upset with Michigan because what I'm hearing, anytime you hear another coach uh, ask about it, they and we'll talk about Dion later, Nick Saban, other coaches, um, Brian Kelly. Nobody really comes out and says, yeah, somebody go get Michigan. Because I think they all do it in one form, or I think they all do this kind of spygate trying to – I don't know. We don't have any proof. We just have proof on Michigan. No, the coaches – the coaching community is really not coming out and hammering Jim Harbaugh or Michigan on this. Why do you think that is? So um, no matter what the NCAA does, I don't think they're going to do anything this year. The investigation will take too long. I mean, they haven't even wrapped up Cheeseburger Gate from, from last year. So I think, uh, I think it's likely that Jim Harbaugh – however, will be long gone in the NFL by the time the NCAA comes down with any kind of decision on this before anything hits the fan. Now, I will tell you, I did speak with CBS football announcer Tim Brando this week on Tuesday. And he's a long friend of mine, uh, worked with him, colleague. And he pondered that the Big Ten could do something to Michigan before the NCAA does. The Big Ten could move a lot quicker if they wanted to. Uh, the conference has a sportsmanship policy that gives new commissioner Tony Petiti exclusive authority to determine whether offensive actions have occurred. I'm going to put a picture of Tony Petiti up here on the, uh, on the screen for those of you watching on video. Again, brand new commissioner here at the Big Ten, um, but he does uh, have the ability to impose discipline for member schools. Now, Brando knows Petiti pretty well. They worked together for many, many years because Petiti came from CBS. He was a sports executive over there. And so they work together at CBS. And Brando says that Petiti is a man of the utmost uh, integrity and suggests that he may jump in the fray here. I'm not so sure that he will. The Big Ten wants to win a national championship, right? There, there's, there's kind of a saying out there that Big Ten teams, you know, they haven't done much in the postseason. And it's been forever since they've won a title. And the Big Ten's kind of tired of that. And, you know, so there's a lot of care and precision taken in putting together schedules. Uh, some have different philosophies than others. Look, Michigan really hasn't played anybody too tough up to this point. The strength of their schedule is all backloaded in November, and if they make it through there, they'll, they'll be fine. Other teams schedule a few, few tougher non-conference games. Some don't. They have different philosophies on it. But, um, look, the Big Ten doesn't want to be embarrassed in the postseason, and now they have one and maybe two teams that are capable of going all the way this year. And I don't think they want to rock that boat too quickly and uh, hastily decide anything at this point. So I think this, this train keeps going down the tracks this year, Michigan, maybe in Ohio state, maybe both get into the playoffs and represent the big 10. Well, I think that's the ultimate goal. I don't think anybody wants to mess with that. If punishments come later, I guess so be it, but Michigan has the best chance to win a title right now. And uh, I don't, I don't know that anybody wants to rock the boat. So, um, in case you're wondering, the Big Ten has two categories of discipline. If you wonder how bad it could get for, from just the, from the Big Ten, let alone what the NCAA is going to decide to do. But the Big Ten could jump in. Now, they can give them fines. They can fine Michigan. 
but it's to not exceed $10,000 for uh athletic department. That's making $70 million a year. That's, that's a slap on the wrist. That's not even a slap on the wrist. That's like a mosquito bite. They can suspend uh, coaches up to two contests. That's it. Two games. Harbaugh's done three in his sleep. No big deal. Right? So that's, uh, that's one thing they can do. Another thing they could do for more serious action is for major disciplinary action. They could, if they did anything more than that, more than the 10,000 or more than the two game suspension, they would have to get approval from an executive committee made up of reps from different schools in the big 10. That committee then can deny the proposed punishments or they can reduce them, but they do not, they can't add to them. They can't say, well, I want you to find Michigan a million dollars and Harbaugh suspended for the year. They can't do it. They can't do it. So if the big 10 jumps in, it's basically going to be 10 grand in two games suspension. If, if that's what they want to do, the NCAA uh, will come in with much more. I'm sure. I'm almost sure of it. So anyway, that's what's at stake here. And bottom line is, um, look, maybe the Big Ten will insert itself here. Maybe. But I think they'll wait for the NCAA to come up with their own conclusions. Ultimately, while the Big Ten may jump in or may not, I don't think they're in a rush to do anything right here before the end of this season. That's for sure. So game on as far as we're all concerned here at the Big Ten. We love your comments on it. You can hit me up at Twitter at TalkBig10, number 10. And um, also you can hit me up on YouTube. A lot of comments past couple of days on all this stuff. So uh, I always appreciate that and always try to get back to you as many as I can. So those comments are welcome, of course. And I was curious, what does Deion Sanders think about Michigan and Spygate? Well, he was asked about it and he always gives interesting answers. I'll share that with you coming up in a minute. Plus, a lot of Michigan State Spartans are hitting the transfer portal. Uh, we're up to five now since Mel Tucker's been fired. Speaking of Michigan State, some good news. We've got some basketball this weekend. Michigan State basketball, among other things. I'll explain all that in just one minute right here on Lockdown Big Ten. You know, Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just, it's just you against the numbers. You get a cluster of players, two to six players, throw some stats with them, and you can pick more than or less than on those stats. And if they get more than, and that's what you want, you win. And I'll give you an example. You compare like running back Josh Jacobs, who's going to be playing on Monday night football for the Raiders and say, Josh Jacobs, more than 60 yards, pair him with Patrick Mahomes, less than two touchdowns or something like that. And if those hit, you win. It's very, very simple. You can impress your friends with your knowledge and your winnings as well. So go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown college. Use the code lockdown college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown college and use the code lockdown college for a first deposit match of $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And FanDuel, I want to tell you about uh, FanDuel. Uh, this is a lot of fun, of course. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. 
If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel because all your friends are doing it, I'm doing it, you're doing it, you got to do it. There's no better time than now to jump on. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, point spreads, player props, over-unders. By the way, over-unders, I always tell you to do over-unders because I think it's easier. For example, Thursday Night Football, Buccaneers at Bills, over-unders 42. Buccaneers can't score. They're just not scoring. Take the under on that game. That's my tip to you. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the rest of the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, so let's get into this a little bit here with what's going on. Uh, just kind of a follow-up, if you will, to uh, Spygate. You know, Deion Sanders was asked about it. You know, anytime there's a topic out there, you stick a microphone in Deion Sanders' face and give you an interesting answer. So um, they said, what do you think about the Michigan situation and the Spygate? And again, I keep pointing out that coaches – no coaches really come out and say anything bad about Harbaugh or spying or, um, or anything like that. What they, what they end up saying is, no, we got to get earpieces in the helmets like the NFL does. There's no reason we can't. Um, but Dion went on further. He said, he, when he was asked about it, he goes, look, he totally downplayed it. He suggested that you could actually hand an opposing team, your playbook and your game plan here, take it, but you still got to stop the players. Football is a physical game. You got to execute. So he didn't seem too concerned or bothered by it. And I think he's absolutely right in that regard. You, you could, you could script plays. You could tell, tell the other team what you're going to do next, but if they can't stop you, they can't stop you. And that seems to be the theory that most of the coaches are going with anytime they have a microphone stuck in their face and they're asked to comment on this thing. Meanwhile, over Michigan state, uh, junior defensive tackle, Simeon Barrow and offensive lineman Keyshawn Blackstock have entered the transfer portal all of a sudden here in the middle of the year. It brings the total to five players who have bolted since Mel Tucker was fired on September 27th. Blackstock is 6'5", 315 pounds, 200, uh, uh, was a junior, junior college kid, 2022, uh, all American junior college player. He arrived in January, but he's only played in 74 snaps this year. And Barrow is a 6'3", 290-pound linebacker. He's a, a uh, redshirted. Uh, he's a redshirt junior. And he played this last weekend versus Michigan and made two tackles. He started six of the seven games and has one and a half sacks this year. He's got eight and a half sacks since starting 25 of 29 games at Michigan State since 2021. Uh, Barrow and Blackstock, as well as running back Jordan Simmons and long snapper Hank Pepper and defensive back Justin White are the five players who have left the team. And I was kind of curious because Harlan uh, Barnett, the interim head coach, was asked about Burrow, and he says, "Yo, I expected him to be in the portal. Well, he just played this weekend against Michigan. Uh, that was kind of weird. But when the school fired Tucker, every player on the team received an immediate 30-day option to go ahead and hit the transfer portal if they wanted with no penalty. So that's why you see some of this going on right now. Now, I do have some good news for Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State fans, you love your basketball, don't you? You love your basketball. Well, the basketball calendar is here, and not a lot of people outside of Michigan State know about this, but Michigan, uh, the Spartans, and Tennessee, they're going to play an exhibition game at the Breslin Center on Sunday. I don't think this is part of the regular ticket package. That's why I don't think a lot of people know about it. Proceeds uh, that are gathered for that are going to the Hawaii Community Foundation Maui Strong Fund. This is helping provide financial relief efforts from the Maui wildfires earlier this year. 
And Michigan State is scheduled to play in the 2024 Maui Classic for the sixth time. So Maui is special. The Maui Classic is special to a lot of coaches. Michigan goes to this all the time. Michigan State, rather. And they, they want to help out the community. So, uh, plus Michigan State and, and Tennessee, they've scrimmaged before uh, exhibitions in the preseason because Tom Izzo and Rick Barnes are close friends. Also, same day, uh, Kansas and Illinois, number one rated Kansas, coming to Illinois. They're going to play an exhibition at the State Farm Center. Same cause as Maui. They're raising money for Maui. Uh, Fighting Illini coach Brad Underwood says that the Maui Invitational is an integral part of college basketball. It really is. And this will be a homecoming of sorts for Kansas coach Bill Self as he once coached the Fighting Illini for three seasons before taking the Kansas job. That seems like forever ago. He was only there for three years. But in those three years, he won two Big Ten regular season titles and one Big Ten tournament title and led the Illini to the Elite Eight in 2001. So we're talking over two decades ago. It was a pretty big impact over a short period of time, and then he landed the Kansas job based on that. Kansas ranked number one in the country in many preseason polls. So got some hoops coming up this weekend. Um, I'll tell you more about that in a second. At this time, I want to thank everybody for checking us out. That If you're a regular, thank you. If you're an everydayer, Thank you. Appreciate that. Tell your friends about us. Share this with somebody. Big Ten friend, you know. Um, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. We're we're rolling at like 4,000. It's coming. Not bad for the last three months. We've picked up so many. So be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Share, follow, and like Locked On Big Ten. And also don't forget on Fridays, the special we have on this channel, Locked On Big Ten, from 11 a.m. to noon, uh, a live Locked On College Football kickoff live program every Friday. And if you missed the live one, you can catch it, the recorded version on afterward. It'll be here on this channel for you. But it's cool to catch it live. I'll be on it for a couple minutes as well and invite you to check that out. Now, I am going to tell you how you could check out those exhibition basketball games if you're if you're getting ready for basketball. I know we're in the thick of it for football season, but if you want to watch some hoops, I'll tell you how you can check those out this weekend as we have our Big Ten Classics. That's all coming up in one minute right here on Lockdown Big Ten. So I don't know if you have a small business or an office and you're in charge of hiring, but it's kind of like putting a a team together with a roster. You got to get the right people and the right place. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You post your job and you have the purple hashtag hiring frame that lets everybody know that you're hiring with your LinkedIn profile. Simple tools like uh, screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates, which is the right skills and the experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to talk to and hire. And that way you're getting right after it. You're not wasting a lot of your time. You're just diving right in. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Uh, lots going on with the basketball and some football this weekend. And this is the day that we always uh, like to do 
our Big Ten classics, and also we touch on the uh, the games that they're carrying live. So I'm gonna put them on screen. We can check them all out. Plan all your TV watching for the weekend. Now this will be football and basketball. I told you both Michigan State and Illinois basketball are in action. You can catch it on the Big Ten Network this weekend. I'm going to put it on screen here, and I'll put it on full screen. If you're listening on audio only, I'll explain it to the best of my ability. So we start up Friday, October 27th, and the Wisconsin Football Classic at 1 p.m. These are Eastern times, 1 p.m. Eastern. It's the 2010 Ohio State-Wisconsin game. That's where John Clay ran for 104 yards and two touchdowns, and the Badgers won that game 31-18. to And no matter how far back you go, Wisconsin always has good running backs. They still do today, as a matter of fact. At 2 o'clock, the 2016 Ohio State Football Classic features the number two Buckeyes from 2016, uh, erasing a 10-point deficit versus the eight-ranked Badgers to win in overtime at Camp Randall. Of course, the Buckeyes are at Camp Randall this weekend. Should be pretty exciting. All right, so those are the classics. Now, let's go to some live programming here. On Saturday, the 28th, at 10 a.m. in the morning, like the Big Ten Network always does, uh, they go to a site for their Big Ten tailgate show this week. They will be at Happy Valley at Penn State. So check that out. And then at 12 o'clock, they go into their broadcast of Big Ten football of Maryland at Northwestern. And uh, Maryland, if they get a win, they are bowl eligible. At 3.30, more Big Ten football. Michigan State at Minnesota. Minnesota coming off that 12-10 win at Iowa last weekend. And then on Sunday, switch the screen here and check it out. We got uh, 11 a.m. They started out Big Ten football on 60. That's where they edit from snap to snap highlights right after the uh, each other. Takes Bottle up a whole game into an hour. They'll start it off at 11 a.m. with Ohio State at Wisconsin at uh, Camp Randall we just talked about. 12 o'clock, Big Ten football and 60 features Purdue at Nebraska. And then we've got Big Ten men's basketball. I was telling you about the exhibition game, Tennessee at Michigan State. And that is part of the Maui Relief Charity Exhibition Game. That'll be followed up at 6 p.m. Kansas is at Illinois. More Big Ten basketball. It feels weird to say basketball, but it's here. It's here. And they also are part of the Maui Relief Charity Exhibition basketball game. And then 8.30 back to some football. Big Ten football at 60. The Indiana Hoosiers at Penn State. See how they did. I'm predicting Penn State starts out slow and sluggish in this game. A little hangover and disappointment in their performance against Ohio State. They put all their eggs in that basket of that game. Natural, it's human nature. They're going to be a little bit let down a little bit. I think it's a slow game, but then obviously uh, I think Penn State will end up winning that game. I don't think that's a big surprise with that kind of a pick anyway. But uh, that's all going on this weekend on the Big Ten Network. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you uh, at Twitter, at TalkBig10, number 10, the website, TalkBig10.com. Again, that's the number 10, TalkBig10. And you can hit me up on YouTube with comments. I'm going to go answer some right now. Maybe I'll see you on there. So be sure to also subscribe down below, the little black button. Get us push us toward 4,000 now. And you can follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each day. Tomorrow on our podcast, we're going to take a bigger focus. We spent a lot of time on Michigan and Spygate this week. We're going to start looking into the weekend a little bit. 
Start looking into Luke Fickle's homecoming game. Well, it's homecoming. He's home, but his old school that he used to play for and coach at Ohio State is coming to his place. You know he wants to win that football game. So that's a big one. We'll preview all of that coming up tomorrow. In the meantime, inviting you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. Have yourself a great day. Thanks for checking us out. I'm Craig Scheman for Lockdown Big Ten.